All right, who's ready to get into the word on this Easter Sunday? Come on, let me ask that one more time. Who's ready to get into the word on this Easter Sunday? Come on. So we are excited about this message. We're going to start off with Romans 8:11. The scripture says this, the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. Dear Father, I pray that we wouldn't just be hearers of the word, but doers of your word. Lord, that we would receive all that you have for us this morning. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. So this scripture talks about dead things coming alive. And uh, we find ourselves praying this a lot because we have a silver Honda element that frequently dies. And we wish we had the power to make it come alive. Anybody ever ever have a car like that? We're like, this thing is dead. I wish it was alive. And the thing that's weird about this car is it only happens about once a week for three hours so we never know when our car is randomly not going to start yes it's just such a huge problem and last week i was with my two-year-old son we went to have lunch with a friend and we're done with lunch we get in the car i pack him up i put the groceries in i buckle him in his little car seat you moms and dads you know how much of an ordeal that can be especially when they don't want to go in their car seat and so i put him in i get in the car i strap myself in i turn the ignition and Nothing, nothing, and it's just so, and I'm like, I am stranded with my two-year-old who really needs a nap, and we really need to get home, but our car is just doing such weird things, and like no mechanic so far has been able to really like figure out what it is, because it's running, but then all of a sudden, it won't run. About a month ago, my sister flew into Seattle, and I was going to go pick her up, but my dad said, hey, before we pick her up, why don't we run into the mountains real quick, and we go there, the car does not start in the mountain, and we're going to be late. So as she lands, she calls, hey, are you coming to pick me up? We say, uh, sorry, we're in the mountains. <laughs> we're not going to pick you up. But we did rent a car in your name. And she's like, did you, did you pay for it? No, we did not. Thanks, big sister. I love you. And this car, it's not starting randomly, and it's really affected the way we live our lives because no matter how hard we try to fix it, it doesn't work. The mechanics, our friends, changing parts, just we've punched the steering wheel. We've punched the dashboard. We've punched the shifter. We've punched the glass. We've punched the seatbelts. All the punching is not working for some reason. And this dead thing is not coming alive to the point we make decisions in our life on how we are going to travel. Like, hey, honey, what? You need to go to the hospital? Uh, we started the car three times today. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to start a fourth. I don't think we can afford it. You just have to walk to the hospital. Yeah, you just got you to do it. And we wish we had the power for dead things to come alive. Anybody resonate with that this morning? And uh, this scripture in Romans 8, 11 says, The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And I'm encouraged by the scripture because it tells us that Jesus Christ and this Spirit wasn't just a one-time thing. That same Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead lives in us. This is encouraging. While we are celebrating Easter and we're excited about this, 
Today is more than a celebration. We don't just have to celebrate Easter. This scripture tells us that each and every one of us can experience Easter in our lives today, that dead things would come alive. Moreover, the scripture goes on to say, and just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies or the dead things in our life by the same spirit living within you. So God never intended for this day to just be a celebration, but for us to experience Easter. You can experience Easter in the dead parts of your life today. Amen. There's this quote I love by Chris Hodges. It says this, the resurrection of Jesus gives you the power to close the gap between the life you are living and could live. Have you ever had this thought in your life? This is not how I thought my life was supposed to be. This is not how I imagined things turning out. There's a gap between where I am and where I want to be. There are dead things in my life, and I want them to live again. You've tried to change it in your own strength, and just like us hitting our car, punching it, it doesn't work. And we find we need something better. Well, this message of Easter hope and resurrection is for you. Yeah, you know, we see church, we see a spiritual journey in steps. We don't just see coming to church as something that we should cross off our list uh, to just kind of make us feel like we've done our spiritual duty, right? We just really believe that God works in a process. And I'm so glad because I am a process. And I believe that you have a process that you're going through in your your spiritual life. And so there is this really awesome scripture. You know, Pastor Pretty even talked about how we, some of us, the reality of where we're living today is not what we want it to be. And so we tried to fix it. How many of you tried to fix it and you find yourself back in the same place? And you're like, what is up? Like, why can't I figure this out? And there's a key. There's a process. There are steps. And in 1 Peter 2.21, it says this. To this you are called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps, in his steps. So if you're in a process, if you're on a spiritual journey, hey, kudos to you. That is awesome. We're not supposed to just figure it out all of a sudden one day. We're in a process. And uh, we have been, have you ever read the story of Jesus's death and resurrection? Have you ever wondered why did it take three days? Like Jesus had the power to die. Why didn't he just raise, rise again the next day? Like, why was there a Friday and a Saturday and then a Sunday? What is up with that when we know God has the power to raise Jesus from the dead at any point? Have you ever wondered that? And we were talking about that, and we believe it's because in Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, there were some steps that Jesus was modeling for our lives today. And so Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, we believe, teaches us something. So Friday, we have some illiterate illiterate, is that the word? Alliteration. We have some phrases, and Friday really, for all of us, is a day of pain. Friday for Jesus was a day of pain. In our alliteration, it was a day of warring. Jesus Christ, being perfect, allowed himself to be on a cross, received a crown of thorns pushed into his skin. He was stabbed, and he, he was suffering so much pain on the cross, dealing with exhaustion and suffocation. He had been whipped with a cat of nine tails, just these crazy 
crazy weapons. And Jesus could have died throughout any time in history, but he died when Roman capital punishment was at its fiercest. And I think Jesus was also modeling for us how to deal with our times of pain, that he isn't a God who can't understand what we're going through, but he understands what it's like to have physical pain on that cross. And many of us today, we might say, I'm in physical pain. I'm dealing with the disease. I'm dealing with the sickness. I'm aching. And physical pain doesn't just stay physical. It it seeps into our spirit and our soul, and it makes us feel hopeless. Jesus understands that. He went through it himself. He modeled how to deal with that. And some of us, maybe we're not dealing with physical pain, but we're dealing with emotional pain. You know, Jesus gets that too. The scriptures call Jesus actually a man of sorrows. He was, he was a man who was rejected by his family, rejected by his friends. Jesus understands depression and abandonment. You know, Jesus understands this. And some of us, it's our Easter Sunday and we look good. We're here in church and we're smiling on the outside. But if I were to talk to you individually, you say, Pradeepin, I'm smiling on the outside, but I'm dying on the inside. I'm just so sad. I'm dealing with so much. And Jesus gets that. He understands that. Some of us in this room, we're dealing with relational pain. My family situation isn't how I thought it would be. My friends have betrayed me. I feel like I'm so alone. I don't have friendships in my life. And Jesus, when he was on that cross, he saw his followers abandon him. People rejected him. Jesus understands that. And there's a, there's a lesson here. And we see in the scriptures in Romans 8, 28, this, it says this, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And what I see in Jesus on the cross is he was able to endure that pain because of the joy set before him. He's able to endure pain because he had purpose. And in a way, he redeemed it because he knew that through purpose, even bad things can become good. You know, a couple years ago, Pastor Namritha and I, we really were excited about growing our family. And we got pregnant for the very first time in our lives. We told our family and our friends, we were so excited to celebrate and reveal going through the doctor appointments. But then we went to an appointment and we got news nobody should really ever hear. The doctor said, I can't find the heartbeat. I can't find it anywhere. And uh, we lost our child. And that brought so much pain in our life. It was a time of warring, you know, where pastors were supposed to have it all together, but we're, we're suffering, we're struggling. It was warring on the inside, a day of pain. And so I, I didn't really know how to deal with it. I wasn't super healthy, so I did a 40-day water fast. I lost 32 pounds, and I just prayed for 40 days. And it was a real difficult time in our family. And during that time, though, I felt like the Lord gave me a glimmer of my future. He gave me hope, a purpose, something to redeem this pain. And he said, hey, I know you're trying to build a physical family, and I know you're struggling, but I want you to focus on building a spiritual family with me. I want you to build a beautiful church with me. In fact, that's why we're called Kalos Church. Kalos means beautiful in Greek. 
And this whole process, this whole idea of a church plant, God spoke to me in a moment of pain and he redeemed it. He gave me hope and he flipped what was so painful and made it part of something grand, part of a purpose. And I, I just learned this lesson that there is no there is no pain that his purpose can't redeem. Amen. Amen? That through Jesus, there is no pain that you're dealing with. That his purpose and his plan and his destiny and his love for your life can't redeem. And many of us are in our Fridays, we're worrying. But some of us are in a different time. We're in a Saturday of our life. Yeah, so if Friday is, is painful, like Jesus' story on the cross. Friday is a day of warring. Then comes Saturday. And Saturday, if we keep with our pattern, Saturday is the day of waiting. Some of us are in a season of waiting. We're in a Saturday time of our life. And for some of us, we don't like to wait. And Saturday is just dragging on in our lives, right? And so we're struggling. And what happens, I think, when we're in a season of waiting, has this ever happened to you? you begin to start getting confused. You know that the disciples, the ones who followed Jesus the closest, they forgot that Jesus was going to rise from the dead. In fact, they were so sad. They were grieving so much. They were so confused about what just happened with Jesus that they started going back to their old patterns. They started doubting. They started, they just really started to, to struggle with their faith. Have you ever been there? A day of confusion, a day of waiting. And uh, if, there's if there's pain on Friday and there's a promise on Sunday, some of us are stuck in between, right? We're in the Saturday. We're waiting. You're, we're waiting. I know a friend just told me she, they've been trying to have a baby for so long, waiting, a promise. Or you're trying to get a job. You're waiting and, it, and something, your life doesn't look the way that it, that it was supposed to. And some of us were just asking, we want answers, right? We're asking God, why? Why? I have asked God some of the dumbest questions. Okay, if I'm really honest, I have. Like, questions, like, have you ever thought this? Okay, don't, like, don't leave me hanging. Like, because I know some of you have asked God some really weird questions. Like, like, have you ever asked God, does Adam have a belly button? <laughs> like, think about that, you know? And why is the word abbreviated so long? Ever thought about that? Or how about this? Why don't sheep shrink when it rains? I'm going to let that simmer for a second, okay? Or how about this? Okay, for those of us that have a commute, I actually don't, but those of you that have a commute, okay, listen. When the traffic is the slowest, why do we call it rush hour? Where do these things come from, okay? Any more? You, want, you don't want another one? I got one more. Okay, I got one more. Okay. Why is the word big so little and the word little so big? Have you ever thought about that? These are very silly questions. But some of us in our Saturday, in our waiting, we are asking God some really difficult questions. And we start to doubt, is God really who he says that he is? All my friends that love Jesus, is this a joke? We begin to doubt. We begin to wonder, what is going on? What is going on? And you know, if, if there's... There's redemption in the pain of our Friday. What's up with Saturday? 
What do we do with our Saturday season? And there was a psalmist in the scriptures. His name was Asaph. And uh, he was asking some questions, not like questions like, why do we call rush hour? You know, we're rush hour, okay? He was asking some deep questions. Psalm 73, 16 says this. When I tried to understand all this, it troubled me deeply. Have you ever tried to understand something more and it actually made it worse? That's happened to me in my life. And in verse 17, it says this, till I entered the sanctuary of God, then I understood. As soon as I got close, I didn't get answers, but I felt safe again. That's what the scripture is saying. And in my life, this has been true. When I've gone through a really dark time, when I'm asking God questions, but he's not answering, I just spend time with him. What does that look like? Well, I just, I just go to him and I just say, God, I don't understand. God, I'm in a lot of pain. Did you know that you can be honest? That you can go to him and all of that? We experienced, uh, last year we experienced some pain. We were launching this church. We were so excited. God was moving and he's alive and he still is. But something happened in our life that just threw us for a, for a loop. And a year ago, April 23rd, 2016, I'll never forget it, we were uh, at our house. We had yet to launch the church. We lived here for three months, and we were about to launch the church in, in uh, six months and start this brand new church. And we were at home here in Bellevue, and my family is in Kansas. And uh, we got this phone call one night, and my sister was on the phone, and she said, Amritha, she said, Dad hasn't taken a breath in 15 minutes. And she said, I need you to pray right now. I'm on my way to mom's house, and I don't know what's going on. And I knew that 15 minutes was too long to not breathe. And that night, my dad had a heart attack, and he died. And I was hundreds of miles away up here in Washington. And my parents, my family, they were in Kansas. And we had just lost our first immediate family member. And it was so dark. It felt like, okay, God, we're in your will. We're up here in Washington. We're starting this church. We feel like you're alive. But it just felt like we just got hit. And I was asking some why questions. And there was some confusion for us. But I encourage you, like that psalmist in Asaph, that psalmist Asaph, lean into God. Sometimes we, we retract from the things that cause us pain. But I encourage you to lean in. I leaned in when I did not want to, when I was grieving, when I was struggling. Some of you know exactly what I mean. And so I would encourage you, if in the Friday there's, there's pain that has purpose for you to overcome, in your Saturday there's no confusion that his presence cannot calm. Amen? Amen. That's so good. And so that brings us to the Sundays of our life. Winning. Easter Sunday, people. It's Easter Sunday. And so many of us are in the Fridays of our life or the Saturdays of our life. But Sunday is the day of resurrection. And our prayer and our belief today is that every single person in this room, no matter what you're dealing with, you are one moment away from experiencing Jesus turning 
everything in your life around. You are one moment away from resurrection. If you're in the Friday of your life and you're worrying and you're suffering and you're in pain, I believe that your Sunday is coming. If you're in the Saturday of life and you're asking, God, why am I going through this? Lord, what are you thinking? What are you doing? I believe that in that time of confusion that your Sunday is coming. And we are asking this question, like, how do we find that hope? How do we find that peace? How do we find that life? And the answer on Easter Sunday, the answer is Jesus. Let me say that again. And the answer when we're looking for hope and life and peace, how do we find that? We find that through Jesus. Amen. In John eleven twenty five, 25, the scriptures say, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And so today, Jesus, he doesn't just offer resurrection. Jesus is the resurrection. Jesus is the one who overcame death and can overcome the death in your life. Amen. And you know, uh, our goal today is that you would believe in Jesus because it was the best decision we ever made. For those of us walking in darkness and death, oh, it's the worst. But to have hope in Jesus is the best. And we're not all going to be convinced by preaching or words that we're saying, but stories are sometimes just so convincing. And so we asked Brian right over here to share his story, and it's powerful. So why don't we watch a story about how pain was redeemed through purpose. Ones where they're just condemning you for all the revenue that you 
from LA up to Washington and for our two pastors to move from Michigan and Kansas City to come and meet in this one place for her task. Just to be involved in church and be next to my wife, holding her hand, my arm around her shoulder, and being able to pray with her. That's something we never really did. Um, and it, it's just amazing what that's done for our family. And, 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 you know, and to hear my kid, my son especially, Powerful story, Brian. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> you know, I love that last line you said, it's only going to get better if you believe. And today, when we're dealing with the Friday or the Saturdays of our life, we can find a hope as we believe in Jesus Christ. Do you have a belief in Jesus? Do you have a hope in, you know, Philippians 3, 10 through 11 says this, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him Friday, share in his death Saturday, so that one way or another I will experience the resurrection from the dead Sunday. And there's only one thing that can bring you that life, that hope, and his name is Jesus. Will you make the choice today to believe in Jesus? Yeah, you know, you may be sitting here this morning and saying, you guys do not know my story. You do not know the kind of guilt that I'm dealing with or the mistakes that I've made. But we want, to, we want to let you know that Jesus welcomes you, that he loves you very much, that this isn't um, just a game or something to just do to feel good, but this could really, really impact your life so deeply. And so if you want to make a choice for Jesus this morning, we have that connection card that's right on your seat right on your seat. And we're going to pray here in just a second. But if you're warring, if you just say, I'm in so much pain, nobody knows it. I'm in so much pain. I'm struggling. Or maybe you're on a Saturday and I'm waiting. I don't see purpose in any of this. I want you to know that today you can make a choice. You can make a choice for Jesus. He rose again. He's alive. Whether you feel it or not, will you make a choice to follow him? So I want everyone in the room right now, whether you're serving, whether, you're, uh, whether you've been here before, you're brand new this morning, would you grab that connection card right now? Everybody grab it right now. Grab your pen. And if you look on there, there's a couple options that say, I want to follow Jesus. Would you check that this morning and let us know? And this is what I want you to know. More than a check on a box, on a piece of paper, what's happening inside of you can mark your life forever. This is a special day. This is the best decision my husband and I ever, ever made in our lives. So I want you to take that, fill it out, 
And let's go ahead and turn our attention to the screen because we're going to pray a prayer of salvation. And we're going to all pray it together. Whether this is your first time praying it or your hundredth time praying it, this isn't a magic spell, but this is a prayer that will change your life forever. So let's read this all together as a congregation. Let's read this beautiful prayer to Jesus. Lord Jesus, let's read it together. I need you. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I open the door of my life and receive you as my Savior and Lord. Thank you for forgiving my sins. Take control of my life. I turn from my old ways and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In the name of Jesus, amen. Can we give it up for Jesus this morning? Come on, let me hear you. Jesus died on the cross and he rose again in three days so that you would have true life. This isn't just for a few of us. This is for all of humanity.